Hey girls, what's up? What's going on? I'm so glad that you are here today. Um, today I have a special guest on our podcast. And, uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, then you'll see our faces, but if you're on the podcast, you won't see our faces. Um, and that's all good, but we're glad you're here. And every once in a while, I love to bring on special guests who happen to have gone through my True Feminine uh, Academy. And the whole point of this is just to hear their experience in it, to hear, you know, what uh, what went down for them, um, where they were before, where they are after the six weeks of the program. And the heart behind it is number one is to encourage all of you listening um, that there is always hope even when you feel hopeless. Um, and number two, so, so to encourage you with hope and to inspire you. So I love testimonials. I love stories. Uh, there's really nothing that can inspire somebody or encourage a soul than a testimonial. And a lot of my girls are Christian. So you guys really know what I'm talking about when you hear people's you know, before they come to Jesus moments and then after, and you're like, what, how did that happen? So anyways, the same thing sort of is, can be said, um, with so many things in life, but for today's, for the sake of today's context, it's going to be revolving around, uh, my program. And so one of the girls I have on here today, and by the way, I'm going to have a few more girls come on too. Um, but one of my girls today is, uh, Kirst, Kirst, Kirsten, sorry. Kirsten. I, yeah, you got it. There are so there many, so many Kristens in the Kristens. program. There were like, what, four? There or were a lot. Something like that. And then yes. there was me, Kirsten. Yes. Kirsten and, from Texas. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so this is <laughs> Kirsten Kemp from Texas. She is a dance in professional mindset coach for dancers. So it's kind of like sports psychology for professional dancers, especially ballet dancers. Cause that's my background. Amazing. Okay. So she's basically been a professional ballerina. Okay. And now she works with, uh, dance, all the dancers, specifically ballerinas. I like to say ballerina. I know it's such like a kid word, it's but fun. it's fun. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so she is actually a mindset coach, which is really cool. So if there's any little dancers out there, uh, Kristen might be your girl, you know? Um, but a fun fact about Kristen, funny enough, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, her sister, might I add her twin sister was also interviewed and took my program (laughs) And I don't know if this is a twin thing, but these girls uh, both came out (laughs) of the program in these beautiful, wonderful relationships. And it's just kind of funny that we had the first twin. Now we have the second twin and they have great stories to share with you. And one thing I do love about these twin girls here um, is they're very, uh, they're very extroverted. So they're in my kind of girls who are like, sure, I'll go on the show. No biggie. Right. Um, So we, I do want to say lots of girls have um, so many things to share, so many great stories, um, but not every person is like up for getting on air and (laughs) publicizing their whole process. And so uh, obviously we honor people's process and we honor their privacy. 
So I really appreciate when some of these girls are bold and are ready to just come on and encourage you ladies. So um, with, with, without further ado, we're going to get right in. So um, Kirsten, tell us just a couple things about you, where you're from. I know I sort of mentioned it, how old you are. And I would love for you to tell us um, where you are at in your dating journey and your dating life prior to joining True Femme Academy, where, what was going on in your mind and your world and your heart? What was, what was that like? Yes, I'm so excited to share because honestly, even being on this podcast right now and sharing this story is a dream come true. And I just, I had this sense of knowing when Kelsey was on the podcast, I was like, I'm going to be on the podcast. You know what? That's just what's going to happen for me. Oh my <laughs> so God. When I, literally, Rachel, when I saw the email come in, I was like, of course, all that coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> well, and how cool is that? You, you just, you spoke it into being, look at you. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's really in line with a lot of the things that you teach. So a little about me, my name is Kirsten Kemp. I live in Austin, Texas, and I have my own business. Like you shared as a mindset coach for dancers. So I've been very familiar with investing myself, doing coaching programs, running them, but also being a participant in many. And so um, yeah. Oh, also I'm 29 <laughs> for anyone who's curious. And so where I was before I started this program, there's quite a backstory to it and I'll keep it concise, but I do want to share some of the details because it honestly makes where I'm at now. So sweet to me personally. So I will share that Rachel, you started helping me out way before I started this program because a little backstory about how I got into it is um, my sister mostly was listening to the Heart of Dating podcast. And then both both of us started listening to the interview series that you did with um, Kate. Kate. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was so good. And we're talking about the principles. And I agreed that it was really refreshing and helpful, especially I had heard of feminine and masculine energy before, but I had really only been exposed to that concept or framework of thinking from people with very, very different spiritual backgrounds than mine. And so I wasn't quite sure how this would fit into my Christian faith. And that was a big thing. So when I heard you openly representing your faith in God and talking about these things in a way that felt true and honoring to our faith, it just really clicked for me and it started to make so much sense. So I started with those interviews. Kelsey decided, decided to sign up for herself for the round of TFA late last year or last summer. And I just wasn't really feeling like I had a great need, even though at the time I was going through my own struggles, which I'll talk about. But what happened is as Kelsey signed up for the program, I started to see all these breakthroughs that she was having. And of course she would share some of her insights and the things that she was, uh, the changes she was making and how encouraged she was. And I was just like, wow, I did not expect, I didn't really expect this. I didn't know how many, not only how transformative the principles you teach are for our dating lives, but also just in life in general, like how did, how true femininity changes our relationship with work, with God, with ourselves, with everything. It's, it's a way of being that we show up in, in the world. So 
already Kelsey was like sharing tidbits of advice with me about what to do with my dating situations. And that it's so funny because I think an understandable way to think at that time would have been, oh, so I don't need to sign up. But what I took away from it was no, every, I could tell that every call was very organic. Like you really do a good job of like feeling out the group. And I just felt like I want to fully dive into this experience for myself. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, now where I was at when I started to be exposed to all your stuff is over the last year, I had really put myself out there in the dating world. I watched my sister go in and out of relationships over the last couple of years. And she experienced a major heartbreak a couple of years ago that honestly made me shut down towards dating. I thought, oh my gosh, if love has the potential to hurt people that badly, I don't want it. I don't want it unless it seems perfect from the get-go. You know, I have, I can tend to be avoidant in dating. That's something I've learned about myself. And so I avoided for at least two years. And I would kind of half-heartedly try, but I was always in the back of my mind looking for reasons why guys weren't perfect and so so that I could dip. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward to over the last year, I noticed that I kept attracting and getting attracted to men who really wanted to be with me. And I think that's why I liked it. I wanted the feeling of someone wanting to be with me, but I also wanted the safety. I realized this super, super deep down. And also in hindsight, I was looking for people who I could have that attraction with, but ultimately I would leave because there was some non-negotiable that wasn't going to work. So I kept attracting specifically men who um, were not authentically pursuing God. Maybe they would say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but that would be the biggest source of a lack of alignment in our relationship. Like I was really, I really love God. I'm always trying to pursue God. And they would just interact with their faith in a different way that wasn't in alignment for me. Um, And it got to this point where I ended up getting in this, I call it a situationship with a guy who just blatantly wasn't Christian. And it started as like, oh, well, we're just going to be friends. And then we um, just kind of filled that place of a relationship in each other's lives emotionally. Mm. And I knew the whole time, like this wasn't healthy, but it was so hard to break this cycle of like, wow, but I'm getting emotionally fulfilled in such a convenient way. And it's just right there. But I knew it was blocking me from what I really wanted, which was a stable, healthy um, relationship that would move towards marriage. Mm. Yet I started to convince myself like, oh, maybe God is going to change his heart. Maybe we're going to end up together. And we actively started to discern that together. And even when circumstantially, it seemed like, no, he's not going to pursue his faith. He he would tell me to, to my face. (laughs) I still went in and out of holding on to that hope. You went into Um, fantasy land. (laughs) I totally did. I totally did. So with all that, over time, actually before I started your program, but even I kept working this out in the program, I discovered how much of these patterns were just coming from my subconscious beliefs. Mm -hmm. I realized I actually didn't feel worthy for a truly Christian man. Mm. 
Mm. I didn't feel worthy of that. And that blew my mind because I'm a pretty confident person. You know, I resonate a lot with your story, Rachel. I know you said that like super confident person. Yeah, me too. Boisterous, go getter, all that stuff. But deep, deep, deep down, I believed that a man who was truly admirable in his faith would not see me as good enough in the faith. Yeah. And that played itself out in my situation. Mm. So combining that with, um, again, going back to how I connected with you, I remember listening to your podcast episode where you shared in one of them, your story about how you decided to have a very difficult conversation with this guy who was you're in a situation with, it sounded like, and you're like, Hey, what are your intentions with me? This is what I'm looking for. And you were very brave to cut it off. When I heard you share that in the podcast, before I even signed up for TFA, I just had this deep sense of knowing of, Oh my gosh, this is my story. And then when you went on to share how, after you let him go, that's when you realized that the man who's now your husband was already in your world. Mm. You became open to him. I just had this deep sense of knowing that's my story. Yeah, That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So without going into, I don't want to make this a two hour long yeah. podcast episode, but the story is really, really epic. I wish I could share everything. Well, we'll it. get, we'll get yeah. to that. So I'll, yeah. I'll kind of just, uh, uh kind of cut in here for a second. So, uh, I think, I think that's beautiful. And, uh, what's really wild to me, although every woman is different Mm -hmm. and everybody's journey is different and everybody's, um, blocks are different. Um, they all similarly do boil down to a couple things and it is primarily, obviously a fear of something now, everyone has different stacks of fear. So like, if I'm thinking like bricks, like stacked upon each other to build a wall, you know, some people are coming into the program and they've got, you know, lots like mountainous stacks of, of walls that of bricks, layers, bricks that need to kind of be broken down. Mm -hmm. Um, and some have a few or whatever, everyone's in different places. But, um, the cool thing is, is that, uh, that's a huge part of working through things and that's really deeper work. And, um, and it's possible to dismantle them, to break them down and to choose to make different choices. So anyways, um, so it sounds like what I'm hearing is that you were kind of self-sabotaging yourself before in in a sense. Uh, yeah. So nodding. So yes. So sort of self-sabotaging, meaning like you're not even, you're not even going to play in the real game because that could possibly burn you. It could possibly hurt you in some way. And your self-protection, your inner protector side of yourself was really doing a a lot of hard work and really Mm -hmm. almost resisting good men, good relationships, healthy relationships. And so- Um, it's cool that, you know, you started to kind of see those things ahead of time before really diving in to, um, the program and just committing to the work, you know, just committing to working on the things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's really beautiful. I love hearing that. Now I would, I think where I want to go with this is, and I'm sure I'm going to say this, I'm sure so many women listening can resonate with this. 
with what you're saying. And, um, I think that's the biggest thing I hear a lot from women coming out is the same thing where they say, Oh my gosh, I thought I, I thought I had no issues with my self-worth or my self-value and come to find out, wow, actually I had layers of like, uh, like not believing I was actually worthy of something good, you know? And your belief, wow, do we work on belief inside the program? <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like that's a huge pillar almost like yeah. in the work that I do with you ladies is like changing these built-in belief systems that um, that have been programmed and conditioned inside of each of us, literally each of us, um, and that we operate out of. So anyways, I, before we get into how, uh, Kelsey managed to, uh, become open to her now boyfriend and get this boyfriend in the middle of TFA, which stands for true Femme Academy. Um, I would love for you to share maybe a few things that really stood out to you or started to bring a lot of, uh, paradigm shifts or revelations for you mm-hmm. inside the program. And this might kind of, um, this made, we may just sort of this Kelsey, Kelsey. Oh my gosh. I'm calling you your sister. <laughs> Kirsten, I'm calling her sister. Okay. My bad. Kirsten. Oh, wow. Kirsten, uh, this may, um, just segue. That's the word I'm looking for yeah. segue right into, you know, meeting your man and talking about that story. Um, so if it does, then I'll just let you continue to talk. I may button if cool. you know there's something I want to touch on, but I would love for you to share some major takeaways and and what were some things mm-hmm. that were just like wow, like aha, a lot of aha moments yeah. for you inside um, the program. Yeah, I will say there are two really really big ones, and the first one was adopting the very deep belief that a I can have very good things I can have an amazing relationship and this is the most important part I do not have to strive chase or change myself at all or manipulate anything to get it and in fact if I try I'm going to go out there and create something that's not meant to be so it was that belief of like, I'm going to lean back and really just sit in that trust in that vision of what I am looking for and let that come to me. I'm not going to try to like in my past adopt guys, adopt guys, you know what I mean? Like get into relationships where a guy kind of was like a project to me. Yeah, I was going in with the assumption that I wasn't, I was going to have to change some things to make it what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So then that's what kept happening, you know, so that belief that I am a high value woman, yeah. I, and I can have a beautiful relationship just because, yeah. like, just because that's God's design, you know, and that's God's will towards me. That's his heart. That's what I want. So I just felt like this deep permission to really believe that that was so easy to take in in the program and again like since you teach well about like the difference between masculine and feminine energy I was able to see my masculine tendencies in the past of trying to create something trying to do trying to give trying to over function 
in order to make something work. And I realized big takeaway as a result of that belief change was that, oh my gosh, me doing all those things and operating the masculine was actually sabotaging me from getting the very thing I wanted. So the more I actually lean back and trust and let a man show himself to me without me interfering, the more I will be able to accurately assess if this is a fit. Mm. And that was a huge shift for me. That also led to a huge reduction in stress, anxiety, and controlling behaviors in relationships. Mm. Huge. Like that has not been present in my relationship. And it's such a change. I love The second thing is definitely community though. I do want to just touch on that because truly one of the biggest benefits to me in the program was the community because I can listen to podcasts or YouTube or whatever and receive pretty good instruction and still sit behind my computer screen and be like, oh, yeah, but like, is it really going to work? And when I was in the group setting, um, I think you do such a good job of embodying the principles and setting this tone of like, oh, of course, girls, like, of course, this is just how it works. This is what we do, obviously, that everyone just like tapped into it. You know, you set the tone. We're all like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Like not in a weird culting way. It was a fun way. Like (laughs) all felt like permission to really be feminine women and support each other in that. And so in being in community just made the change so much easier to make because we were supporting each other in it. I was getting to hear twice a week, other women share wins about how these principles are changing their lives. And it does condition your brain to be like, oh, this is true. Oh, this is, this works. Oh, I can do it too. You know, in a way that can't happen. I don't want to say it can't, but it's not going to be as easy without that community support. Yeah. And I, I wanted to, uh, I think that's brilliant. Um, and I think a good word for it might be, um, being in the group setting and sort of like with me in a sense, like, um, weekly is, I think the, I think a good word might be activating. It's sort of like activates like your energy inside of you. It's, it's activating, you know, it causes you to like, be like, okay, wait, I can, we are, we are doing this. Um, I wanted, I wanted to kind of ask you a question almost, um, towards the first thing you said about the belief, um, Mm the huge part about, um, really deeply, uh, embodying this new belief and letting go of these old beliefs. Um, my question for you, and I would assume that a lot of girls listening would probably wonder this too, is, and I, I, hopefully you have the words for it because sometimes there's really no words. (laughs) Like for like the, cause it's an experience, right? It's sort of like we're in an experience together, but, um, but my, the question for, for me, and I'm sure a lot of, uh, asking this question in hopes that, or assuming that girls might wonder this is what's the difference. And maybe you sort of answered it in the second one, but what is the difference between, li- you know, a lot of people will say, well, why can't I just listen to the podcast? Cause Rachel may say a lot of these things on the podcast or, you know, in her written content or different things. 
what is it about the program that like made this belief actually resonate deeply or actually come to life, you know, um, more than it could or does just listening to the podcast, because I like you, I love that you said this curse, uh, Kristen earlier was, um, you know, you, you've participated in lots of programs, you run Mm -hmm. programs, things like that. Uh, same, right. I, I take programs constantly myself. Um, and you know, one, just trying to be a better coach and just learn more and Mm -hmm. do my own inner work all the time. And I think that, um, oftentimes just being someone who does buy programs, I sit there and I, I, you're oftentimes listening to somebody first, right? You're listening to, and I do that. I've listened to podcasts and I'm like, wow, this is a really good podcast. I've been listening to a lot of good stuff right here, you know, on this topic or that topic. And, um, why do I really need the program? You know, I think that's a big thing. Like, do I really need this? Um, because I feel like they're saying it all. Like I asked that I'm a human just like everybody else. So I asked the exact same questions and every time I do, I, I will say this every time I do take the program, I take the plunge in the program. It is different. It, there is something loftier about it. Um, yeah. and, uh, so I, I don't know. I just, that's, I wanted to say that. And I wanted to ask you that question and I, I hope, hope you have maybe some words to put into it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what, how did, how did the program differ from just listening to free contents, um, that Rachel by <laughs> myself put out? Puts well, out? I wasn't invested in the podcast. <laughs> okay. The podcast was not, you know, keeping me accountable twice a week. <laughs> the podcast yeah, right? did not, you know, it, it's so many things. I think it gives a sample. It gives hope. It gives context. So obviously there's value in the podcast. There's so much value in free content. But for myself, I'm always listening to YouTube videos, podcasts, reading books. I'm always consuming things. I have a very, we all have a limited capacity to be like all in on something because even by nature saying all in it means you're focused on one thing and so I'm going to be a broken record with you and say like when you invest in something it means you make a commitment to yourself to be all in with it and to take responsibility for your results and you're saying with your dollars I am going to get that relationship Mm. versus sometimes since there is no accountability or no invitation to really say like, okay, are you going to step up? Are you really going to invest and like claim that this is something you're going, this is a change process you're going to invest in. Then a lot of times since there isn't that um, threshold to step over where you really become serious about the commitment. Um, it's easy to dip out when you get distracted or confused or, you don't feel like it anymore. It gets difficult versus when you're in the program, when you're in any program, you have the container of actually being able to ask you or connect with other girls in the program when you're frustrated, when like, it's so normal to experience on any growth journey, a a moment of hopelessness, like, oh, it's working for other girls, not for me. Yeah. Well, if you're signed up in the group, then you can bring that into that safe space and say, you guys, can you help me through this? Mm. And I saw so many girls in the program be able to do that. 
an experience, a breakthrough in the low moment, you know, because we all face stuff like that. I felt like I had a pretty, like, maybe my story is going to seem a little like, oh, quick success and flashy. And believe me, I've been in so many different group programs and just one-on-one coaching programs and stuff where I haven't been the flashy success story and I still got so much from it. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, you invest, you you get a boyfriend right away. Yeah. Like absolutely everyone hold that intention, stay open to it. Like highest vibes, you know, absolutely. But, you know, also be open to how many other ways that success can look for you yeah and but no matter what like being invested is a great idea yeah it is I mean you know why I can't preach that enough and just genuine and you guys know I say it all the time so and yeah you too and I I fully agree um were there some practical things I know you mentioned the group was like huge and just like being Mm -hmm. with you know it's like what you kind of mentioned it's like oh well listening to the podcast yeah, I don't have to show up to a two to four hour session with Rachel, you know, and a no. whole committed to a bunch of girls that we're like doing the thing and we have to like show up and actually uh, do our homework and put the work in and, yeah. and go out and make things happen, make the moves actually practice. So I think, would you say it's kind of like, you kind of mentioned sort of like, well, I gave the word, it's activating, it's, you know, it's like making this like commitment. And when you pay, that's what I was really proud. A lot of girls would like, like set their time aside. Like, uh, I think it was Isabella, shout out Isabella, if you're listening to this, but she was like, she like straight up told her boyfriend, but she got a boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Like right in the program too. But she told her boyfriend you know, this guy she was dating and, you know, uh, Hey, like, uh, Wednesday nights are not free for me because I have oh, my, yeah, same. Sorry. Sorry, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So you girls were super committed and, um, I, I do find, yeah. So the commitment thing, but so just the difference between a podcast and actually doing the program is just literally so many things. I mean, we're doing, you're doing the homework. You have to show up. We have to practice. There's a lot of practices involved, um, embodiment practices and things like that. So is there anything you wanted to add to that, um, on the difference? I think that's the main one. Just, and you're going to be so proud of yourself too. I, I am. Every time I invest in myself, it's scary, but I'm also like, yeah, I take myself seriously. That's right. (laughs) It's weird. Something does click. Something does happen. It's strange. And yeah, I, for me too. And I'm faced with that all the time. And, uh, but I, I just made a commitment to myself that I have to do that. So, but, um, Mm -hmm. okay. Amazing. So there, there's just so much more I can't express, like, it's not, it's there's something different because you're bouncing off of ideas with me. You're your, I, I sit there with you girls and actually, I'm not actually going to run my program the way that I run it now, um, where I am fully there, uh, twice a week, it's going to be less of me in the future and a little more digital. Um, and I, I, of course I may have like some sort of like closer, smaller group that I might work with. Um, you know, uh, but anyways, it's going to look a little different. So I always tell girls to take advantage now because it's not always going to be like me there con mm-hmm. like I'm there with the girls. Like it kind of feels like we're always together for like six weeks. And, 
Um, it was a solid like eight hours a week sometimes. It's solid it eight a hours lot. a week. It was a lot. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. We stayed, and I was also we were very a fam. Oh, I was impressed with the girls. Like they stayed. Like they were oh, yeah. like sitting like, there. Hey, the I, I'm paying for this. I'm gonna. I'm going to say, and then also like, I made a bunch of friends, truly. That was one of my favorite things. Um, in Austin, there are, I think like four or five of us who live in the area. We hang out. We're close. I'm going to one of their birthday parties this weekend. It's a squad. Oh I my love gosh, that. A, do I love hearing that so much. Amazing. It's a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood for sure. Like hundred oh, percent. Yeah. And it's super encouraging. You have the girls in the, in the Facebook group together, just really connecting. Um, even I love watching you girls support each other when I'm not like, Hey, what do you guys think I should do? And as all yeah. of you are the same sort of like just instruction and learning, like you girls are able to, you know, give some pretty good advice. I see some of your advice. I'm like, good job girls. I'm like, I like that. Yes. Mm. So anyways. Um, okay. Well, we'll kind of move on to the fun part here. So Kat, Kelsey, I keep calling you Kelsey. <laughs> I keep oh my gosh. You know, what's, um, just so much, um, we have Kelsey and Kirsten and then my boyfriend is Ken. Kelsey's boyfriend is Kevin. It's sickening. It's so much. All the like, cubs. I keep calling Kevin Ken, and it's it's just like I can't even. Kirsten, Kelsey, Kevin, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> so many, so many K names. Over the top. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I love that. So, um, let's. Uh, okay. So let's let's hear about how you met your guy and yeah. um how you were utilizing all your fem tools and all the things and how it was working mm-hmm. for you. Let's let's hear about that. Okay. So um to kind of close things off with the situationship guy, that really segues into how I met Ken and how we got connected. So um like I said, I really resonated with your story. And when you said that your husband was already in your field, like he was already in your world in some way, I just had the sense of knowing that that was true. Or at least I would cut off this situationship and all the energy leaks that were happening there. I just had the sense of knowing I'm going to cut that off and I'm going to meet someone. I just knew. And, you know, sometimes with that intuition, it's not something you can manufacture. It's just something that I believe was true all along. And it took me a while to release the fear that was stopping me from knowing that. Mm. I think I knew that for a long time. I knew I should let that situation go. Um, But, you know, it was like Christmas time and holiday parties. And he invited me to so many things. And I think I was like, um, my sister's in a relationship. I just want something for myself. Like I want this attention, honestly, it's, it is addicting. Mm. Um, and so I had this sense of knowing like, okay, this is way past this expiration date. Like I need to cut this out. I knew, but I told myself, you know what? I'm going to go to the new year's party. I'm going to go and I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to join this program and I'm going to get in a relationship. I just, I just had this sense of knowing. So what happened? Okay. It's very funny. I, that did happen. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Did but you earlier cut it off in with December, him before the program started? Mm-hmm, like right before. Okay. <laughs> right before. 
So what happened is I had actually known Ken, who's now my boyfriend, for almost four years. Mm. Like we had been going to the same church. He had not yet committed to being a Christian. So he was around and he had a bunch of friends who were um, active members in the church. And so I would see him around and I remember thinking like, oh, he's funny. He's got a great personality. He's cute, whatever. But it was just a no, like I didn't, it was so hardcore in the friend zone. I just, I did not consider it. And then we have laughed about this so hard together. Um, He decided to get baptized in like mid early December. And I just remember that I was watching him um, prepare to get baptized. And it was after church service. And my church has a tradition where um, people who are significant in that person's life will share things about, you know, what they love about that person and encouraging words. Mm -hmm. So many people showed up for Ken, like even his neighbor was there. And people were like in tears saying like, Ken, you're like a brother for me, to me. You're like a son to me. You're always there for me. Like people say that you can call me at three in the morning, but you actually are there at three in the morning when I need you. And I was like, okay, character. Like, okay, Ken. Hold on. I did. That's literally my motto in this whole relationship. I'm like, okay, Ken. Like you just keep surprising me. It's all been such a surprise. And so I literally felt this like veil be lifted off my eyes. I was like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing. I really want the girls listening to know. In order to be open to this relationship, God was already working in my heart so much. And the program helped too, to just shed values and criteria that were so unimportant. Honestly, they were vain. They were petty. You know, about like how tall they have to be and blah, 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 blah. And I'm a tall girl. So I always had it, even for my family conditioning, my dad would always say like, oh, you need a tall guy, whatever. Ken is my height, okay? And so I used to be too petty to even consider that. Mm -hmm. But God really opened my eyes to see his character. And so I just had this thought, like when he was getting baptized, like, oh, okay. Like I would be open true him yes it's all about the openness like I would be open to going on a date with him I wonder if he would ask Mm. so I told my sister that and she was like oh you should you should tell him that and I just I thought okay like I'm not closed off to that but I kind of just want to see like also he just got baptized like let's let this sit for a second so Kelsey decided to set us up and This was after she ended, this is important, after After, the person decided to cut off the guy that she knew it wouldn't actually work with. I think that's really important to note because I preach this a lot, you know, where it's like, you are you are not open unless you are open. You are not available unless you are available mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And if you have some guy who's stringing you along, who's making you feel confused, who you know is not aligned with some of your very core values, Mm -hmm. uh, but he's hot and he's this and he's fun, you know, then that person is occupying your space. He's occupying all and taking your attention and it is actually to your own detriment 
And the best thing that you can do for yourself is to clear that container. Like I talk about your emotional container is I clear it out so that someone else can come in. You clear your vision from, you take him out of your vision. So what you can see somebody else so that your eyes actually open, your heart opens to those around. So here's the thing. If Kelsey, I'm sorry, I'm preaching for a second, but this is important. It, Kelsey, oh my gosh, curse. Okay, you guys are <laughs> It's okay. No, it's fine. All right. Kirsten, if Kirsten, this is important, if Kirsten was still very deeply intertwined inside her situationship, she was still really like hot on this guy in her mind, you know, was still having fun was not working to continuing to work on her inner self, even leading up to the program. Um, she would have, um, her sister would have come up to her and said, you should go out with this guy named Ken at church, you know? And you know what, you know what mm-hmm. Kirsten would have said? <laughs> no, he would know. no, he's not tall enough. He is this, he is that, no, 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 no. And actually I'm really just into this guy who I will never marry. I see that happen so much. It's wild. And, and so she decided to cut the cord with that guy starts true femme Academy the next day. And now she's like, all right, I I'm invested. I'm showing up for this thing. All of a sudden I'm being activated to openness, to being available. I'm willing to do the things Rachel's telling us to do, (laughs) which is to open up to guys who, you know, you might've just shut down for something silly. Now I do want to say this, you are tall. I get it. If you are tall, I, I do understand that. Okay. So you don't want someone shorter than you, but for goodness sakes, hear me out. If you are, and by the way, I'm a tall girl, so I get it but, um, yeah. or I'm like at least five, nine. And mm-hmm. I just want to say that if you are a woman who is tall and you're like, I will not, he needs to be taller than me. I really would encourage and challenge you to let go of that. He needs to be taller than me. And at the very least be certain, be absolutely okay with him being the same height as you. If he's yeah. the same height as you, that's fine. And you know what? You'll open yourself up to a lot more people, a lot more things, and it will True. serve. So um, I'm not saying you have to date someone shorter than you, but I am saying you've got to bring it down to at least your height. Okay. That's my side note. That's my side. Mm-hmm. Tangent. Totally. And, and, and Kirsten's going to continue here, but I want to really highlight some of that. That's super important that yeah, she's the openness. That her openness, she would never, your sister comes and says, Hey, why don't you, you, you scope out this guy. If she had not cut the cords with that other situation ship, she would never, she'd be like, Ew, Kelsey, no, I'm not into this. Get away. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I was so picky before. So picky, so picky. And also the program helped me so much to open up because my tendency again, in being avoidant is to be closed off. So Ken was literally just blown away that Kelsey was trying to set us up and that I was the one who even suggested that he, he needed convincing. Like he didn't believe it because what he knew about me from being around me was I wouldn't be open to that. 
And it, it was actually true. I wouldn't be open to that. So it was just a change in my mind, a change in my energy. Um, and yeah, it's just been so, so beautiful and a total paradigm shift to be with him and to realize that what I, I am very attracted to him, of course. Um, I wouldn't force myself to be with someone that I'm not attracted to, but oh my gosh, I still, I don't think I would have been with him if I didn't let go of all of the really super high standards and filters and criteria I used to have that were so self-protective. And I will add to this even, here's my level of closed offness. I actively, and also just my relationship with God is hilarious because I feel like he constantly plays practical jokes on me and it's hilarious. Okay, two things. One, several years ago, I said I would never date anyone in my church because I didn't think it was possible. And then second, there were some other reasons culturally why I didn't want to do that. (laughs) Here we are, we go to the same church and I love it. And then the second thing is a few months earlier, I think like last summer, I saw Ken on Hinge and I jokingly to be a troll matched with him. I was like, hi, Ken. (laughs) Now the joke is on me because we're actually together. (laughs) That's so funny. But anyway, um, so yeah, we ended up going on our first date um, the night that I, that you um, had sent out that access to the program and there was the intention setting ceremony. This part is so crazy. So I set this intention. I wrote a letter with my intention for the result I wanted to create through the program. He picked me up. We went on our first date. I was so open the whole time. And the program then started a few days later and it supported me so much in staying open throughout our entire dating relationship. And also you taught me so much about like one of my biggest shifts was focusing on how I feel with him instead of my classic experience in the past was being in my head, thinking, overthinking everything and analyzing and trying to, you know, like assess his personality type and see if we'd be a fit, you know, that was me in the past. And so when you shared that lesson right on time for me on our third, before our third date, focus on how you feel when you're with him and how you feel in response to things that come up on your dates. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. That was a huge shift for me in realizing that Ken was different than anyone else I dated before. He makes me feel safe. He makes me feel secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to realize that so many of our similarities and differences actually really help me in the areas that God is helping me to grow in my life. And as a person, like I, I've known for a long time that at least in my spiritual background, I've received a lot of instruction on how marriage is meant to partially help one another become sanctified, like continue to grow. Like you're supposed to be that person for the other person to help them become the best version of themselves and vice versa. And I started to kind of run things through that filter and realize he makes me feel safe. He pursues me so well. I feel like I can totally be myself and I'm celebrated for that. I have a past with um, over-functioning and performing for love in relationships. I do not need to do any of that in this relationship. We are open, we're honest, we're vulnerable, authentic, 
And so when I realized that I feel that way with him and he feels that way with me and he supports me in my femininity and he really steps up and is the masculine presence in the relationship, that made me feel safe to move forward. And so after a month of intentional dates, we saw each other about once or twice a week. Um, We talked on the phone here and there. Um, I was so surprised, but we felt aligned and moving forward towards having a committed relationship. So that was about in the middle of the program, I think, um, around Valentine's Day, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I said, yes. And that was wild because like, honestly, vulnerable share for me, everybody. I had never had a boyfriend before because again, avoidant, (laughs) that's how I was. And so I dated plenty of people, but it's like the most, the longest I'd ever given someone a chance is six weeks. It's like we would date, sometimes it would be really intense. And then I, it's almost like I would try it out and be like looking for the reasons why it wouldn't work. And then I would leave. Yeah. Um, and so I just knew this was different and we are now over two months in. So oh yay! <laughs> amazing. I love that. And, you know, it's also cool even to see a lot of you girls, um, you know, kind of joining the program and kind of even starting to date someone and then being able to be with you through the process of them asking you to be their girlfriend. Like that's always amazing. And, you know, six weeks is, um, it's, it's a short time kind of, uh, ish, but we do, we are together like 12 sessions and this one, we actually did a couple extra ones for certain reasons that came up like my technology, but anyways, um, But I think it's super interesting, you know, but it just goes to show that intentional men oftentimes, you know, they, they don't need an entire, uh, you know, like four months, five months, Mm -hmm. long time to, you know, know if they want, um, to move the relationship with you forward. Um, and if, you know, and so I do love to see the type of men that a lot of you girls are getting in relationships with and you're coming across being the kind of men who, you know, intentionally date you and then also mm-hmm. intentional, intentionally don't just like date you. They don't date you too little and then ask you to be their girlfriend, but they don't date you too long then ask yeah. you to be their girlfriend. They're intentional and they are looking to, you know, make things happen. And so that's really what, what we're looking for. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, but there's so many factors at play and each woman's uh, inner game, I call it the inner game, the inner world going on. And so Kirsten's (laughs) for this, you know, example, I think just a huge one. I just, I, I must highlight over and over is just She and all of you women listening have to get your emotional space cleared, which is something we do work on in the program. Um, And, you know, through a few different things we we do inside of there to help and aid you girls in clearing out the blocks, clearing out the limitations, clearing out old, crusty, 
outdated, archaic beliefs that are lingering inside of you. So, and we get want to uh, create new beliefs inside of you. Like exactly what Kristen said earlier is that, oh my gosh, like I, it's like I have permission to believe that I am worthy of receiving good things. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have to strive. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to um, be somebody in order to get something. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. So we, we, you know, there's a lot of dismantling of things that we have to do. Um, and for also, I want to always say for everybody listening, um, whether you have joined the program in the past or you are thinking about it or whatever, or you're going to this next round or in the future, um, the goal, the goal should be growth. Number one. Okay. It's always growth. It's always, how can I position? How can I get myself? Uh, in a container of some sort with some, with someone or people w- that's going to help me elevate on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's going to help me rise. It's going to help me, you know, release things. And so the goal and the intention should be growth um, first and foremost, you know, uh, and, and then, and then out of the growth, naturally you'll line up with the things that you desire. And so if you're thinking about coming, it's about growth, number one. Um, and the result is number two. The result of your dream man is number two. Um, why? Because what I always preach to you girls is that you must care for yourself first. And out of that comes the uh, healthier attractions in your life. Um, and so there's a lot of that, you know, first half of the program where we have to really dig into a lot of that stuff. So anybody who has gone through or whatever, there's going to be a lot of girls who by the end of six weeks, they have a boyfriend. Amazing. That is our goal. But just because you don't end the end six weeks without a boyfriend and a title, it absolutely does not mean that you will not in the next month, two months, three months, six months, year, and maybe, maybe two years, but I don't think, I don't think so. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I have girls and it's been a year and a half or two years. I'm like, oh my gosh, the guy showed up. I did the things here. I am. I use the tools. It's magical. Right. So, um, I say that to say, be very patient with yourselves. Um, and let these stories encourage you uh, let them be evidence of proof of what is possible for you and what is available for every single girl listening to the show and every single girl who comes into my coaching containers. It is possible for you. It is a high, mm-hmm. extremely high possibility. And it is your story. Your story is um, filled with goodness. We just actually have to tap into it and we have to receive. We have to become good receivers, yeah. big receivers of this, the good, the goodness. We actually spend, have spent most of our life blocking goodness from us because we don't actually think we're worthy. And that's literally why you should join the program because it's the hardest thing. It's like, I spend time re-brainwashing women, you know, they've been brainwashed literally (laughs) that, uh, you don't deserve something, you're not worthy or, or, um, don't ask for that. That's too much. Or don't believe for that, or don't believe that because it doesn't work or whatever we've heard our whole life. 
Um, and so it's, yeah, it's kind of like, we have to sort of re re brainwash, uh, the, the, the mind both consciously and subconsciously and uh, so many things we have to do so many things. So it's just hard to explain, (laughs) but I am absolutely elated for you, Kirsten. I'm proud of you. You were dedicated. You showed up, you did the things, you did the work and, how much does Ken love the way you use your femme tools? Can you let us know? So much. I, God bless you, Ken, if you're listening. I don't think yeah, you understand bless you, Ken. Like, we what love I'm you. doing. We'll have you on the pod next. We'll hear it from your own mouth. <laughs> no, we need, we need a round table with Kelsey, Kirsten, Kevin, and Ken. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I can see that, um, I mean, in moments where he's talked about his past relationships, I can see how ours feels very different for him because of things, conscious choices that I've made through this program, like to trust in him, to let him come towards me, to give him space and freedom, to admire how he does show up and not try to change him for myself. Um, I can tell we both have talked about our past and like ways that we've changed and ways that our relationship is different. And that's been very fulfilling to be able to talk about that with him. Um, and I've seen how he just desires so much to honestly just make me happy all the time. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. He will do my gosh he goes above and beyond all the time all the time I've never had someone show up like that for me and it just makes me feel so treasured and I think the more I lean back the more I receive the more I am just authentic with him and really in my feminine I can tell that it really supports him in being masculine and that he feels very fulfilled by that so it's like he I could just go on and on and on about how like he sends me good morning texts every morning. He, oh my gosh. Like it, it just goes so far. Like he changed his flights on a weekend trip that he already had planned so that he would get no sleep, get up super early in the morning, including going through the time change on that same night, coming back to Austin early. So he can take me out to Fredericksburg to look at the blue bonnets, to go shooting, oh. to go to dinner just because he wanted to it was a surprise I didn't ask him to do it like he came to my one of my ballet performances and was it I wasn't able to a lot of my family came like my aunt my uncle my grandma my parents I wasn't able to join the family dinner before because I had an early call time he got in touch with my dad without me knowing this and initiated having dinner with my family, which he went to by himself. <laughs> I love <laughs> like that. His brother He's is committed. working. He's working for this relationship. Oh, I show him appreciation. He's invested. He knows that I don't make him do it. He knows that I just love it, and he doesn't have to do it for me. He wants to, and yeah. so we're both we're both thriving. Yes, that. And it's awesome. You're thriving in the freedom of each other's individuality, the honoring of yeah. it. And as a result, you always get more from a man. You always get more from a man. Now, uh-huh. that does not mean that Kelsey has not had moments where she's asked me in the program, Curses. how do I communicate to him? 
right? Because, uh, well, you know, yeah. all women will come across this. You will want something more from your man. You're going to every, oh, yeah. you're going to want some more communication. You're going to want to feel a little more of something, something. So this does not mm-hmm. mean that, uh, Kirsten has not, um, has not had a couple moments where she's true fed oh, yeah. her way into expressing something that she would like more of. But without fail, every time her man rises up to it, correct? Oh, yeah. And I only have to like half mention it once. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's the money right there. That and then he also asked me, is there anything else he wanted to say? Oh. Like, I will explain. And then I'll be like, is there anything else? Thank you for sharing that. And he will he will deliver. He will do whatever. <laughs> it's awesome because he knows it goes both ways too. I'm like, I care about him and he feels yeah. that, but I don't have to do anything to like pay him back for his kindness. He just wants to do it. Wonderful. Wonderful. My husband's the same way. I absolutely love that. Oh. And there are good men out there in the world, ladies who yeah. are like that. You are worthy of that. You are beautiful. You're amazing. Okay. So I'm going to close this out here. Uh, Kirsten, any last words to any girls who might be on the fence? They're thinking, should I do the course? I don't know. Um, is it worth it? Am I going to do that? What, what, what would you like to say? Any last words to them? I will pass on the words that my sister Kelsey told me when I was like, should I sign up? She said, Kirsten, and I got the early bird price. So I'll, I'll just say that, like, it might be a different price for you, but she was like, Kirsten, when your husband shows up, you're going to be like what is $1,600 for that what is $1,600 I'm like you're right you're right that's right and she was right you know I'm not going to say like Ken's my husband like we remain open we take it one step at a time but the sentiment just really resonated with me like I will not regret even the self-work that I do to be able to be open to a relationship like that or to receive it or even Let's say it comes regardless of whether or not you do the program. I can say with confidence that if I didn't go through this process of self-work, I would have been anxious. I would have been stressed. I would have sabotaged some things. I would not be able to enjoy the good thing that I have right now. And I can speak with confidence for myself that if God hadn't allowed our paths to cross and I didn't listen, listen to the podcast, have my sister go through it share insights with me, join the program. I would not have been with Kim mm. and it's been the best I've ever had. So that, those are my final words. <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love uh, the thing that I always ask myself often is, um, you know, how bad does it have to get for you to make a different move to do something different? Mm-hmm. Or, um, there's saying, there's like a quote and I'm, I'm actually drawing a blank on it, but for some reason, but it's a good one, but it's like kind of a little butt kicker where you're like, wait, but can I afford to stay the same any longer? Or is that yeah. how, you know, like, what is the cost of me is the cost of mm-hmm. me staying the same uh, more than me, you know, paying for the program or the coach or the therapist or whoever, or whatever you're investing in, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I actually know the cost of me staying in this same situation. And I I've been there ladies, you guys know, it's a huge part of my story. And, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's, it's 
not when you value yourself and, you know, it's scary. I get it, but, um, but anyway, it's worth it. So that's, that's what I think. Um, but as always, (laughs) if you feel led to join or called or pulled in that direction, um, we are currently open for enrollment until March 31st, because we start on April 1st. (laughs) and um so that's just for anyone and then if you're listening to this like way past that uh just check in with me or the website and see what's happening (laughs) I don't know when you know we'll be open or not for it but okay I want to say thank you a huge thank you Kirsten for your story it's beautiful for sharing um you know just your journey, your experience. And we are also happy for you. We're cheering you on. We're thankful that there's an amazing guy like Ken in the world who, you know, just desires to please you and love on you and, um, you know, go out of his way to make sure that you feel safe. And we're so happy that you have found inner peace in relationship and, um, that you're not, you know, going nervy and sabotaging good things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me so, too. Thank you so much. And thank you for your role and helping me get here. It means the world. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. Well, with that being said, we are going to close out and um, it was amazing being on the call with you. I hope this blesses girls listening that it speaks to you, inspires you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.